This is Cher, author of Unbound, 100 Days of Intent, and Trauma Recovery Coach. I invite you to join me this week on another edition of Unbound as we unlock, unlearn, and unbind from the false beliefs that we hold about ourselves surrounding sexual abuse and domestic violence. Are there personalities in your life who convey a concept in such a way that it feels individual to your understanding, but almost anyone can comprehend the point? Well, these are the types of people in my life, and I extend a warm invitation for you to listen to an excerpt of a conversation between one such personality and myself. My friend, mentor, elucidator, philosopher, and human extraordinaire, Syl Sebastian. Our conversations generally take on numerous fascinating directions. The excerpt I will share from in this podcast is from our latest conversation. It was very intentional with a strong theme, feelings and beliefs, and the preposterousness of allowing ourselves to believe our worth is based on the assumptions we developed during emotional, physical, psychological, or sexual abuse, and how we unbind from those beliefs. We'll be right back after this message. How ridiculous and preposterous, I love your word by the way, how preposterous was my thinking that (laughs) there was nothing good about me, that I couldn't believe in myself and that I didn't have any worth, and here's why. Not only did it take courage and intelligence to write a story, but it takes a whole lot of chutzpah (laughs) to be able to get it published and then turn around and take pictures of it and put myself out there. Now, how disastrous is that? Yes, exactly. You took it all the way. Yeah. For for me to say that I have no worth. Yeah. You know, I'm like... Exactly, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, you know, in in the the Art BS book, you know, on the, the, the... the book on 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 BMNs and bullshit and manipulation and narcissism, etc. Right? Yeah. Uh, in that in that book, the most important chapter is the one on preposterousness. It's a big chapter that focuses on preposterousness, uh, preposterousness, and the reason for this is that the preposterous is something that our brains don't deal with very well. For the most part, when something is preposterous, especially when it is truly preposterous, our brains shut down and refuse to believe it, and, and they, just, they just don't. It just gets, ceases to exist in our reality, right? Wow. It's very important. That's why the bullshitters get away with the crap that they do. Because okay. it's preposterous to believe. So, you know, you have somebody like Trump and uh, people who support him. Uh-huh. The preposterousness of what he does blows their minds. But, but, but how can somebody lie like that? They can't believe it. It's too yeah. preposterous for their brains to handle. But that would mean every single thing is... Yeah, exactly. 
Well, but it's too much for them. So they, they believe, no, it's true. Right? Because the preposterous is too a big a deal. It upsets their world too much. Yeah? Because if, if, if the consequence, if Trump could be lying all the time, that means that your husband could, or your wife could also be lying to you all the time. Well, yeah. Oh, fuck. Right? Oh. See what I mean? Oh. So, so people shut off the preposterous because of its implications. Oh, and because it collapses their world or upsets their world. So very often they become preposterous blind. Oh, my goodness. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because look at you again. The preposterousness of, okay, so at that day, the, the idea that you were crap is, is preposterous now, right? Yes. Right. But back then, the idea that you were more was kind of preposterous. Uh, exactly. And also, look at the consequences and implications of if you are not crap. If you are not crap, well, that means that, that you're in a situation that is absurd and ridiculous. And like, wow, look at the responsibility. But you know what? If I'm not a piece of shit, then what am I doing here? And now you have to accept responsibility for your stupidity of where you are at, you see? So the one goes hand in hand with the other one. Words. This is the logic of why you would, uh, ref, you know, refuse to accept this, uh, the fact that, the, or that you were buying into a preposterousness. There was a payoff for that preposterous idea. The preposterous idea is that you were, that you are crap, right? But, yeah. but you're willing to accept this preposterousness because otherwise there's a consequence for the acceptance of the non-preposterous, in other words. Or dealing with the preposterous. Yes, it's a preposterous idea, but when you really face it and deal with it, because it can be equally preposterous to your brain to say, but but how can I not be crap? I am in crap. See? That right there, in a nutshell, I, I don't know how I never... Well, it's easy yeah. to know if I didn't see it. Exactly. Bubbles. Now, really drives home the whole feelings and beliefs what yes. we talked about a second ago exactly. we exactly. can abandon until the cows come home exactly but, but there's going to come a point when we have to face yeah. that connection of we've got a choice we can either keep believing it or we cannot believe it and choose a new belief exactly exactly and now the key is to be aware of that lunatic loop, that connection between feeling and belief. If we are not aware that they are this self-reinforcing duality, which is separate from, or can be completely separate from reality, right? That they create their own world, uh, then we d we can get stuck in that, and we don't know because we believe our beliefs are real. Why? Because I I I can prove that my belief is real. Why? Because I feel it. Okay. I mean, it's madness right there, but this is the reality for most people. I can prove it because I feel it. Well, but it's exactly. not always true. And just because you feel it doesn't make it valid. <sighs> Your feelings may be real, but that does not necessarily mean they are valid. It's a big point. It's a very, very, very big point. So I, I, I probably shared the story with you, uh, uh, but I'll share it again. 
It's a story about square circles. And for me, square circle logic, which is a profound psychology, and I'll tell you where that came from, right? Uh, and also, again, uh, what people share and what they intend and what you can take away from it, two different things. So this was in psychology class. Uh, you know, I did a year of psychology because it was totally useless and an absolute waste of time. Okay, it was interesting. It was very, very interesting, but still, it wasn't very useful. So again, you know, to understand usefulness and interest are two different things, right? So the, the lecturer shares the story, and, and it's the, the theme of the day is on uh, 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 post-hypnotic suggestions and how they work. So the experiment was they hypnotized people, and then they said they showed them, a, 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 well, it was a blank piece of paper, but they said, look, here's a square circle, and we want you to remember this because... Uh, um, you're going to forget it when you when when you when we bring you out of the hypnosis. You forget that you saw it, but at some point, uh, um, Larry over there is going to touch his nose, and then you remember seeing this, and you're going to draw the square circle that you see. Yes, yes, okay. So they take the people. They say, okay, end of the hypnosis, and then they were like it's kind of like a cocktail party type of a situation. And all the people are milling about and, you know, nobody remembers anything about what, you know, some people ask them, oh, you were hypnotized, yes, do you remember anything? No, don't remember anything? Okay, fine. So then, of course, Larry touches his nose and all of a sudden, oh, my God, I forgot all about that. And then they, you know, they, the, the experimenters had left um, paper and write, uh, uh, drawing stuff um, um, handy. And they said, oh, yeah, you know what, I saw this, I saw the square circle. Yeah, let me draw it for you, I'll show you, I'll show you. And then they, they started to try and draw the square circle. Now, that's, uh, you know, th that was sort of the, ex the point of the experiment, that the, the post-hypnotic suggestion really worked. Uh, and that was, as far as the lecturer was concerned, that was kind of the, the, the end of the, well, the reason for telling the story. That, you know, yes, it does work. Look, you know, you touch the nose, and then suddenly the people remembered where they did before. And ordinary things. So, uh, in other words, he was making a point about the trigger was the whole issue with post-hypnotic suggestion. But then he sort of finished the story and he said, you know, kind of as a by-the-by, uh, that the people started to draw the, 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 or try to draw the square circle. And they got exceedingly frustrated and upset and bothered. I mean, they were like almost crying, some of them. And they couldn't draw the square circle. And I said, but, but I did see it. It's real. I did see it. And they couldn't draw this reality that they'd seen. Right. And they were very upset at not being able to draw this. That was the, for me, I said, oh, fuck, wow, wow, this is the power of the story. Uh, the lecturer missed it entirely. To them it was all about, oh, post, you know, you can uh, have a post-hypnotic suggestion which can bring and trigger stuff and all this, right? Uh, that was the thing for them. It was a very trivial point to them, but they missed the magic of that whole story. Here are people believing something which is absolutely fictional is real. Not just fictional, but actually literally impossible. In other words, a pure idea was so real to them that it affected their lives. And they were trying to implement and put into reality an unreality. That, that, just, that just absolutely blew my mind. And this is the origin of the concept of square circle thinking, which, you know, put it in your dictionary of power. Right?
Yeah. Because so often we have this, we have a belief which has become so real to us that we swear it exists and we try to implement it, even though it is absolutely impossible to implement. That was the thing. And they didn't click that it's impossible to implement and they didn't say, but maybe it, uh, it can't exist, it doesn't exist. They didn't question the reality of their belief. Never. Wait, so wait. this is a major point of strategy. If you're not getting an answer to your question, don't assume you're stupid. Assume the question is flawed. Question. Or at least a check to see if the question isn't flawed. Right? If you're not getting an answer to your question, check to see if the question makes sense. Check your perceptions and check your beliefs. Right. But, and check the question. Yes. Because if we don't find an answer to a question, we never question the question. We just assume it's us not getting an answer, right? And you see this over and over and over again. And it's the same underlying logic. They didn't question the basic premise. They just questioned the fact they assumed they were unable to draw. And they, that was their drawing skills which were lacking. Assumptions, assumptions, right? Again, too, comes back to preposterous. They could not comprehend the preposterousness that they were actually believing something fictional, something unreal, something actually impossible. Never mind fictional. Uh, fictional can still be sort of real, but actually something that was inherently self-contradictory. How we perceive is how we believe. How we believe is how we receive. How we receive is from how we perceive. Find noble. If we don't cut through the BS of what the abuser convinced us is true about us because of our low confidence and esteem, we will always believe the worst of ourselves and the world. We must make our feelings and our beliefs our own because when we are aware, we are empowered to out the preposterousness of BS and develop our personal beliefs with deliberate intent. Join me next week in welcoming Syl Sebastian right here on The Book Goddess. Before the show, please share your support and care for ending domestic violence and sexual assault with your likes and shares and follows. Every click brings us closer to becoming unbound from the chapters in our stories, the stories we have read and told far too many times. Thank you for listening, and until next week, be well, and please make it a practice to show your care for other people. <laughs>